Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, however you get your Bible or read your Bible, go ahead and open that up, whether it's in an app form or on a smart device or whether it's in book form, go ahead and open the Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Last week, we were moving into habit 3, but I felt like we needed some preparation. And so we looked at the first part of this verse, but we're going to return to this today as we move into that third habit, as we begin to look at what God can do uh, to help us win the day in the present and some of those things that this verse will call us to. Hear the word of the Lord this morning in Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning at verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead. And write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's the word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. If this is your first Sunday with us, we're in the middle of a series called Win the Day. And this is based on a book by Pastor Mark Batterson, who's a pastor of a church in Washington, D.C. And uh, there was so much good stuff in here that I felt like we need to give him credit and uh, sell his books. If, uh, if you're interested in that, you can buy them wherever fine books are sold. Uh, but we also have them in the lobby, and you can pick one of these up, because there's no way I'm going to sit here and just read chapter by chapter to you, and there's no way I'm going to get to everything that he has in here. This is a great book, whether you are uh, just wanting to win the day in your spiritual life, or win the day at your work, or in school, uh, or with your family, there's a lot of great things in here. This is a good recommendation to some of your friends who may not uh, be, have been introduced to Jesus yet, but this is, might be a good introduction for them. So I want to continue uh, to, to let you know about this book, that it's available in a great way uh, to, to deepen your spiritual journey uh, with Christ, but also it, it has many other ramifications. And so today we're going to look at Habit 3. And Habit 3, are you ready? If you're taking notes, you want to write these habits down. Habit three is eat the frog. That's right. I said frog. Ribbit, ribbit. I find it absolutely riveting. Ha uh, Dad joke. Uh, okay, so eat the frog. What does this mean? Well, we're introduced to this uh, by Pastor Mark, and he says this is a quote From Mark Twain, and we have this quote up here where Mark Twain said, Eat a live frog first thing in the morning, and nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day. Now, if you look at that picture, Mark Twain looks like he has just eaten a frog, or he's about to, and he's stealing himself up for it. 
In other words, what he's talking about or what he's saying is that sometimes those things that are good for us are the most difficult to do. So we need to look at those things that are difficult and go at them first thing in the morning. Go after them right away and then you know that your day is just going to progressively get better. There's nothing worse that could happen than eating a live frog. And I find that this is, this is true, that good things can be difficult for us, whether that's in work, leading an organization, leading a family, whether it's going to school, whether it's trying to build healthier habits in eating or exercise, or it is also true that sometimes the spiritually good things for us can be very difficult. In fact, G.K. Chesterton says in his book, What's Wrong with the World? The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried is that that following after Christ to allow the Spirit of God to work in our hearts so that we look like Jesus out in our world, it's difficult. And oftentimes we leave it untried. And so this habit today is telling us, first thing, we need to begin to look. Eat that frog. You need to look at the difficult things that we're going to go after. And today, if you want more about business and school and all that kind of thing, read the book. But today, we're going to look at that in terms of our spiritual discipleship and our call to be disciples of Jesus, this King of broken hearts. So let's look. Last week, you you know this is true. Even some of the, the good things for us spiritually can be difficult to do. Last week, at the end of the sermon, I asked each of us, I challenged us to recite this prayer, to take a snapshot of it. I know some of you did because I saw it in your Facebook feeds. And I ask you, in the morning before you get up, to say this prayer. Just read it. And then before you go to bed, say it again. Or, if that's difficult, if you get up in a hurry, then um, maybe when you're having breakfast, read it at breakfast and read it at dinner. Or, if you're really ambitious, read it all four times. But to begin to get in that habit. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but that was probably pretty hard, wasn't it? I mean, I think, I'll, I'll just, I'll tell them myself, I think I'm like five for seven in the days, okay? So I did it five times, good, but it's tough. Doing the spiritually good things can often be difficult. And this habit is going to teach us how to win the day by eating the frog. First thing, get right into it. And so that means that we're going to need a plan. We need a plan if we're going to eat the frog if we're going to win this day. And so you want to take some notes here. I've made an acronym of plan, and this is going to help us, I believe. And it really comes right out of these verses that follow the Shema. And so I want us to begin to see this. Now, the first thing, that P that we are called in plan, that we are called to, if we're going to eat the frog and win the day, is to pray. I mean, this whole passage starts out with a prayer. That was the call. Shema, obey, hear, Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and might. That, that is the call. The call is always to pray. Prayer is the work. And sometimes that's difficult. 
And it's okay for you to admit that. As a pastor, I'll stand before you today, and sometimes the most difficult thing is to pray, to find the time, to make the time. What do I say? Sometimes it's just difficult, and it's okay. So it's okay to begin to pray for motivation. Sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes you just need the motivation to pray. So sometimes your prayer, it is totally okay if you are struggling to, to find that time, to make that time. It is okay for your prayer to be, God, motivate me into the time of prayer. Motivate me into this difficult thing that I'm struggling with. Motivate me. Give me that motivation that helps me to get moving. But you don't want to stop there because then we want to pray for that motivation to become momentum. That as that motivation comes day after day or maybe minute after minute, it begins to build a momentum. It begins to help as you're going. But then the purpose of that motivation becoming momentum then is for it to lead us into maturity so pray for all of those things brought to you by the letter m that motivation would become momentum and would lead to maturity it's one of the beautiful things i believe that i love about the church of the nazarene that we believe this thing called entire sanctification That God can, in a moment, not just save us. He does that when we confess to Him and and He comes in and He cleans us up and he, He forgives us. But we also believe that as we pray into that motivation and that momentum, there's a maturity that comes. That there's a moment when we completely surrender to this King of broken hearts and He purifies our hearts like that. But then we say, There's a difference between a pure heart, which happens in a moment, and a mature character that takes a lifetime. And so this praying for motivation that will lead to momentum, the goal is maturity. The goal is that we begin to live as Christ lives. So we have to pray for those things. If we're going to eat the frog, if we're going to win the day and do those difficult things, we have to pray. That's where everything starts, is in prayer. And it's okay to pray for motivation. It's okay to pray for momentum and to pray that God would lead you into the goal of being a mature follower of Jesus. Now, the second thing is that we have to list out our frogs. We've got to list them. That's that L. So you probably are wondering, okay, so what's, my, what's a frog? I mean, define frog for me, not the green thing that hops around. What is a frog? Well, a frog is that thing that you need to do. Frog is that thing that you need to do. Uh, a frog is, is also, maybe in some instances, a frog is that thing that you want to do. Did you know, he, he tells us in the book, 80% of people in the United States want to write a book. Like we need more books. 80%. So these are things you want to do. Some of you may want to run a marathon. Some of you may want to do a lot of things. Some of you may want to read Scripture or memorize Scripture. These are difficult things. Frogs can be the things not only that we need to do, but can be the things that we want to do. But the common denominator is that frogs are often the things that we procrastinate doing. All right, come on. How many of you have something you need or want to do and you procrastinate and you don't do it? Should be 100% of us raising hands. 
All right? We have, each one of us has those frogs. And we have got to learn to list out what those frogs are. So there are a few things we need to list. Let's move to the next slide there, James. Uh, Maybe for some of you, the frog is that verse 6 right there in Scripture. Right after the prayer, uh, Moses says to the people, Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your where? Your heart. Does anybody remember the word for heart in Hebrew from last week? No? Okay. Lave. It's the word lave. Oh, it's right there on the screen. You cheated. It's the word lave. Remember, that means, yes, the organ, the thing pumping in your, in your chest, but it also is the seat of your emotions. Keep the commandments in my emotions. Boy, that's a frog if I ever heard of one. Keep, keep, the, keep the commandments in my gut feelings and my decision making. Ooh, that, that's a frog. Keep the commandments in wisdom, in truth, in what I know and have learned. Wow, it's getting to be a big frog. And so we probably need to break it down some. So it's okay to to list out what the frog is. You may want to take some time today to do that. List out what is your frog. You may know right off the bat. And if you do, I challenge you, just write it down wherever you're keeping notes. You online, go ahead, write that down. What is your frog? You may know. Maybe it's, I, I want to memorize scripture. I want to grow as a disciple. I want to... Write that down. That's your frog. But you want to break it down some. You want to list out the smaller bites. I know that's gross, but you want to list out the smaller bites. You know, like I hear people eat the legs, so maybe I start there. It's okay. What do you need if you're looking at your frog and you're looking at that goal? What are the components of it? What make up? What makes it so difficult? It's okay to list those things out. And then list out the priorities. What's first? What am I going to start with? And let me give you a hint. It's probably whatever is the most difficult part of that thing that you've just written down. And that's where you want to start. Because eat a live frog first thing in the morning and your day can't get worse from there. Go right at it. This is probably the hardest step. But it leads us right into our next part. And that is that we get up and we attack the day. We attack that day. We get up and we get ready and we we begin to move into what we are called for, for for this day and in that moment. Now, let's move to that next slide, James. We want to attack the day in a few ways. And there are a few things that Pastor Mark gives us in there. And one is to ritualize the routine. We want to ritualize the routine. Now that means, let's go to that next slide, that means that we're going to do it the same way every day for a while. Now I put that for a while in there for you guys because sometimes we hear for some reason in the Western culture, we think if we do the same thing the same way every day, oh, how boring is that going to be? And we quit before we even start. So we're going to do it the same way every day for a while because we need some ritualization. But it is also true about us as human beings that once it becomes a ritual and becomes a routine, 
it somehow diminishes its effectiveness. It's the law of diminishing returns is what that's called. And so Mark Batterson lets us know, he says, once the routine becomes the routine, you have to reinvent the routine. So during the pandemic, for my own sanity, I began to run. And I ran a certain pattern through my neighborhood. And as my legs got stronger, I would go. And, and here's what I had to do. I would begin to, to jaunt down to the end, and there's one street that kind of goes, splits the neighborhood in half. and goes all the way down. And what I had to begin to do to win the day, to eat that frog, is I had to run to the farthest block away from my house. Because if I went to the first street and just went up and back and around, then I might be tempted, oh, well, I'm just a block from home. But if I'm five blocks from home, I'm less likely to go there. And so I got in this, this pattern of doing that, going the farthest out, then doing the loop around, coming up a block, doing the loop around, coming up a block, doing the loop around. And I was working my way up to three, four miles each time I would run. This is wonderful. And then it got to be, oh, brown house. Uh, same car, little cat. And today it was B, Sting. Uh, and so what did I have to do? I had to reinvent the routine. And so then I knew that I was enjoying running. I liked it. And so I ran the routine backwards a few days. And, oh, I haven't seen that side of the street. You know, this is good. You just have to begin to do that. Whether it's with something like running or whether it's with something spiritual. Begin. Set those things up so that you can make a ritual of your routine and what you do. Do it the same way. And when you notice that it's getting boring, do it differently. Tweak it just a little bit. Let's move on. I also think uh, this this is a beautiful one. Attack the day by stacking habits or habit stacking. Now, habit stacking is pairing something that's difficult to do with something that you love to do. Or that's easy to do, or is a more natural thing to do. Some people will love, you know, if if reading scripture first thing in the morning is difficult, nothing makes it easier than stacking the habit of having a nice warm cup of coffee while you're reading. Amen? Jesus and caffeine, I'm telling you. It's a good thing. I saw this happen, uh, a beautiful example of this was, was this, this past spring, Jackson and I went on a little backpacking trip. You can see our backpacks are full, and we were going to hike out uh, to uh, Nordhaus Dunes State Park, and we were going to hike out there. We enjoyed it. We had this beautiful walk through the woods. This is our campsite here, and uh, Jackson was in the, in the hammock, and I was in the, in the tent, and we just had this beautiful time there. We ate out of bags, you know, dehydrated food. And beautiful time. I had, I had injured my knee, though. So it was a, it was a bit of a rough, rough hike and, and a rough time sleeping on the hard ground. But we just so enjoyed it. And we're walking back, and we're tired. You've been out. You've been camping. You've been sleeping. You've been just doing stuff all day. And, and Jackson's really tired, and his pack is heavy, and he's walking ahead of me, and he's like, oh, this is so heavy. And it, and it was. I mean, it was a heavy pack. And, uh, and I had been reading this book and getting ready for this series, and I began to think about habit stacking. And so I decided to pair his heavy backpack that I couldn't help carry with him because of my knee by talking about Star Wars. 
Now, if you don't know Jackson, Jackson loves Star Wars. And I forget the question I started with, but just thought, I'm going to try this. Let's see if this works. And he began to tell me about the different starships and different storylines and story arcs and in all the cartoons and the movies and all these kinds of things. And before you know it, we were back in the parking lot. I hadn't heard one complaint about how hard it was. And I brought it up to him, didn't I, Jackson? I said, I said, have you noticed when we started talking about Star Wars, we weren't thinking about the pack anymore. We could do the difficult thing because we stacked it with something that's more natural, something we enjoy doing. That's another way to attack the day. And the scripture really begins to show this. He begins to say, incorporate this into your life. When he talks right there in verse 7, he says, Recite them to your children. Recite these commands to your children. And talk about them when you're at home and when you're away. When you lie down and when you rise. That just get into that routine. I know our kids go off to school. That didn't used to happen back then. Kids were around. And so it's just a part of the day. Get them involved in it. Get that into your day. Attack that day. Stack those habits together. When you're out working in the field, recite those things. When you're at home preparing dinner, recite those things. And get that. Stack those habits and begin to see those commands get in eat that frog and begin to move in the ways that god is calling you one last thing to attack the day is to eliminate unnecessary barriers eliminate unnecessary barriers now one of the stories that we're told is about steve jobs steve jobs was the um, the, the owner, the founder of Apple. I don't, you may not like Steve Jobs. You may not like his products. Um, I don't know. But one thing that was interesting about Steve Jobs is no matter when you saw him, he was always wearing the same thing. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Steve Jobs is pretty wealthy. Or was pretty wealthy. But every time you saw him, he wore black shirt, jeans, and tennis shoes. I, I mean, there's proof right there. 1998 to 2010. He's wearing the same thing. Somebody one time asked him, why do you wear this all the time? And he said, I decided to give up on that because it eliminates an unnecessary decision that I have to make in a day. So I can focus on what's really important. I don't know if you want to be as extreme as Steve Jobs, but when it comes to this, we want to eliminate unnecessary barriers let's go to the next slide there james because this next uh this next part of the scripture begins to show us some of this he tells them he goes on and says don't just stack the habits but then bind them bind these commandments as a sign on your hand and fix them as an emblem on your forehead write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates now it always seems like there are people who take everything literally. Have you met these people? Here they are. That thing on his forehead that looks like a little tiny top hat is called a phylactery. And inside of that little box are the commandments. And so they decided to take this literally and wear them right there. They're, they're eliminating any barrier. Where, where are the commandments? Right here. And right here, there's one on his arm as well. They're taking it very, very literally. They did something else. Uh, these are called mezuzahs. You see that little thing that looks like a lightsaber handle on the, on the stone there? Inside of that 
is the prayer. And so you begin to move as you come in the door. It's a reminder. And they would touch it or kiss it and, and, and say the prayer, say the Shema as they remembered that. It is building things into their day. It is taking away, whether it's wearing it or building it right into your morning day. Uh, they begin to do those things. Build it right into your life. Build those habits right into your regular life. One way that I try to do this is I leave my Bible right where I'm going to go in the morning so that when I get up, I go down and it's there. And if I know where I'm reading or, or any of those kinds of things, I just open it up, leave it open. Like that's one less thing I have to think about in groggy sleepland. It's like, okay, sit down, coffee, I'm habit stacking, I'm all good. Here I am. I don't even have to flip to a page. It's right there. This is eliminating unnecessary barriers. One of the beautiful ways that I saw this in my own life was my mom and my dad, who are always wanting to memorize Scripture. And so to this day, if you go over to their house and sneak into their bathrooms, you will see cards like this, maybe not as fancy as this, on the mirrors. Why? Because while they're brushing their teeth, they want to be interacting with Scripture. They want to be memorizing it. And you'll see them in the Bibles and, and around. You'll just, you just get used to these brightly colored 3 by 5 cards that are just taped places. Why? It's because we want to eliminate those barriers and just put them into the regular routine of your life. It's something simple you can do. And you can do this very artistically. Uh, we have somebody who makes some things like this for, the, for you when you're sick. Uh, Ann White is an artist, and she, uh, some of you have received those, those little cards that, that say, you know, get better or have scripture on them. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. You can do these things. You can be as simple as a three-by-five card taped to your mirror. Well, we better get going. We better keep going. So attacking the day, you can ritualize the routine, habit stack, eliminate unnecessary barriers. This leads us right into, I believe, one of the most important things, even though it's the last thing, and that is nighttime preparation. That we need to be preparing the night before to get ready to win the day, to eat that frog first thing in the morning. This is really more comes out of kind of that Jewish understanding of time. Did you know that for Jewish people to this day, the day begins at sundown? That there was evening, the Bible tells us in Genesis, there was evening, there was morning the first day. There's something about that, and I have found this to be true. There is something about when I prepare the night before, when I get ready, when I begin to look over things, when I review my day, when I pray about tomorrow, and I pray for motivation, and I pray for momentum, and I pray for maturity, and when I begin to set things out and, and get ready, that eating that frog just becomes a little more ingrained. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe that's a part of winning the day for you. This is the way that you begin to grow. What is your frog? You have it written down. List it out. Get it ready. And then most importantly, and often forgotten about, you need to set a bedtime. And I'm preaching to myself as much as anything. Uh, you know, during this time when school, getting Jackson to school, and you know, basically required waking him up, making sure his hair was presentable, on a screen for his classmates, that was okay. I could get up a little later. I could go to bed a little later. Now, it takes a lot longer. 
And I'm getting up earlier, which means I need to set that bedtime to win the day, to be ready to do all the things that God is calling us to do. So here it is. If you need to write it down or you need to take out your phone and take a picture, pray, list out your frogs, attack the day, and nighttime preparation. This is a good plan. This is something that will begin to help you to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. Why not start today? Why not make this the time? You're about to go out and you're probably going to go eat somewhere. Maybe you're going to eat as a family. Maybe you're going to eat as a couple. Even if you're going to eat as an individual, why not take time while you're having that meal to stack your habit, list out your frog, and begin to figure out some of these plans and get it ready so that tonight, before you lay down, you're taking that nighttime preparation. You're getting ready to pray. You're going to get ready to attack the day. You're going to build in some of those things that you're going to try. This is important. And I love and will close with this quote from Pastor Mark. He says, you do the natural and you set God up to do something super. You do the natural and you set God up to do something super. Are you ready to win the day? It's going to be difficult. You're going to have to eat a frog or two. But you do the natural. And our God is faithful. And we'll do the super. Would you stand and let's pray? Father, today, today is, is hard to teach. Somehow, deep in our souls, we know that this is true. That the good things are often the difficult things to do. And we want to be your disciples. And we want to be people who make disciples. We want to be people who lead others to find their life in you. while it's amazing and we leave the door open for you to do the supernatural and just call people but more often you call people into those natural things you call people into eating the frogs into doing the difficult work and you pair your power with that that we are called to work out our salvation because you are at work in us, enabling us, helping us to will and to do your good pleasure. Help us to have these commands written on our emotions, on our will, in our guts, the core of who we are. I pray for my brothers and sisters both here and online that you would help us to begin to pray for motivation that would lead into momentum and that would bring us to maturity. You have called us. You have commanded us. Now we ask for the strength and the grace to proceed. 
May we, as we begin to write these down and we begin to implement this plan, may we just begin to see the glimpses of your incredible grace working in our lives. For we believe your love is like the mighty ocean. Your love for me will never stop. Your arms are strong enough to carry us through it all by the grace of God. And we pray and ask these things through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. My friends, let me send you out with this blessing. May you, in your school, in your families, in your homes, in your workplaces, and yes, in your spiritual journey, may you dare to implement a plan to eat a frog. May you find momentum coming through His grace. May you find that leading you more and more to maturity of character. May you sense his power as you win the day. I pray and send you out with this blessing in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. You are sent out. Thank you for joining us online. Pray God's blessing upon you this week. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website.